This is the K-pop cast, and in this episode, we'll discuss Dabin suing DPR or the what, Joe? What, what, what would you say this? The the DPR DPR label? and their holding companies. <laughs> DPR and their holding companies. Jesse leaving Morovision, swearing by uh, a member from Zero Base One, and Wife by GL is actually a really profound song. We find out um, in this episode. But before we dive into those things, don't forget to join the K-pop cast fam on Slack. Link to that space in the episode description. And now for some hit replays. I'm DJ Peter Lowe. I'm Joe from the K-pop cast Slack fam. And I'm Virginia, also known as the Mandarin Mama. And you've got a K-pop novel coming out this April. Oh, yes, I do. Don't forget to plug that, yes. (laughs) It's spicy. Spicy. Oh, that's the name of the novel? Is that no, what no, it, no. The name uh, of the novel is called Elusive, but it has oh. spicy parts of it. <laughs> okay. Exciting. Okay. We're getting tidbits here and there. Um, <laughs> so uh, let, let's dive into it. So hit replays, K-pop hit replays are songs we recommend that you check out for a number of different reasons. So Virginia, what's your hit replay for this week? Well, my hit replay for this week is um, I Am's Slowly featuring Haze. Haze? Haze. It's an acoustic, mellow R&B breakup song, and I love it for the rainy day vibes. So for those of you who don't know, I am also known as Im Changkyun, is a South Korean rapper, singer, songwriter, and producer. He's also a member of Monster X. And I think he officially started his solo activities in 2021, even though he's like released mixtapes and stuff before that. Uh, Hayes is a South Korean rapper, singer, songwriter, composer, and producer, and she's signed to P Nation. And the reason why I think it's a hit replay is because it's... It's just super mellow. It's got the acoustic guitar. It feels like kind of indie. Um, it's about a breakup, or I think it's about a breakup. Uh, I Am's verse is about how he doesn't feel much for Hayes' character, despite her being like a huge part of his life, and he can't imagine his life without her. And then, you know, they sing a sad, you know, like a sad chorus or hook, and then Hayes' verse tells him to go and to just leave. Like, go, you know, don't look back. She'll get over him. She'll cry, but it'll be fine. She wants him to be happy without her. And, you know, it's a surprisingly mature breakup song. It's not bitter. It's not, it's like just really matter of fact, you know? Like, I think most breakup songs are like, you fucked me over, (laughs) and I hope you die, you know? Or, you know, it's like super dramatic or like, you know, or they're like, oh, I'm so sad. And which, you know, for obvious reasons. Um, But it's just cool to have like a chill breakup song. Like, hey, I get it. You don't dig me as much as I dig you. But, you know, let's just cut our losses here. I'll be sad, but I'll get over you. And I feel like that's a really good attitude. You know, I, I'm sort of disappointed that it didn't end up like Heise's other music video from about a month ago. Um, what, what is this song called? Uh, featuring artist 10CM. But anyway, that, that one ended with... it was seemed to be also about a breakup or respecting <laughs> someone letting them go. And then her turning that car that person was entering in on fire. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
very different direction. But <laughs> I, hey, I, I got to say, like Hayes' voice was really good for those like um, calmer, slower, uh, sadder, wintry songs. I, I think that's like that's her niche. That's her. That's yeah. her lane. Yeah. yeah. I prefer, I do like her upbeat music, um, specifically like Angelai featuring Dean is one of my yeah, favorites of hers. Yeah, um, yeah, same. But this song, she's very good at melancholy and melancholy, slow, sad. To piggyback off of what Virginia was saying, I just appreciate that, you know, I'm always not comparing, but I'm like running themes. And this song to me is like one step before where I want to be by Donnell Jones, which is like, it's this, it's along this same vein, but it goes into ain't shit territory. Cause it's basically like, I'm breaking up with you cause I'm about to cheat on you. So I'd rather let you go, which this is not. Um, and I love it for that. It's also compared to I am's release in the fall. There seems to be more feeling in this. That I, I said in the Slack that I was a little bit disappointed that this, eh, his EP, his solo EP that he dropped in the fall didn't have a center or a core. It was more like, I'm just putting this out to be, to have something out. This has mm. more, this sounds more intentional to me, which I appreciate. Cool. All right. Well, let's move it along. So Joe, what's your hit replay for this week? So, if you've been following headlines in American hip-hop and pop culture, the topic of conversation the last two weeks has been diss tracks. So, keeping in that theme, I wanted to put y'all on to one of my favorite recent diss tracks in Korean hip-hop. It is Benjino's Trippy. I just want to party with you, baby. I'm going to party, hey. Let me shine and watch out. Oh, no. My European day. Let me shine. Yeah. I'm not the same. Benjino is, has been in the Korean hip hop game for about 16 years. Uh, he was discovered in the early 2000s by, or in the late 1000s, by Simon Do- rapper Simon Dominic uh, after he heard tracks that he had uploaded to DC Tribe. Um, he debuted as a member of the jazz rap duo Jazzy Fact in 2008 with producer Shimmy Twice. Um, in 2012, he joins uh, The Quiet and Doki's Billionaire Records in 2012. Uh, he makes his mark in the Korean hip-hop industry in 2016 with the album 12, which is now considered a Korean hip-hop classic. In 2020, he left Illionaire and joined Beasts and Natives Alike, home to Essence and Kim Shimya and Eogong, among others. And last year, he dropped his post-enlistment comeback Nowitzki, which was widely regarded as album of the year in Korean hip-hop. Wait, Joe, what, what is DC Tribe? Is that like a service or is that the name of a group? DC Tribe, with the investigation that I was doing, it seems like DC Tribe was a forum, a, the hip-hop forum in DC on DC Inside. Um, and oh, interesting. That's where a lot of Korean hip-hop uh, people in Korean hip-hop got their start or got discovered because they would all post their work on DC Tribe. This sounds very familiar because I think like RM and Suga were pretty famous yeah, on that as well. The underground, the Korean under the underground Korean hip-hop scene was heavy on DC Tribe in the late 2000s, early 10s uh, period. Um, 
I mean, I'll, I'll just say I, I'm looking at DCInside.com and it seems to be a less savory place now. <laughs> if I'm looking at the right place, I don't know. It's a lot of stuff in Korean, but... Um, um, like a lot okay, of... never mind. <laughs> like, like a lot of social media and, uh, and forum websites, when it started, from what I gather, it was a more... I hate to, I don't want to say liberal, but it was a more open-minded space. But as time went on, it gradually went further right so you get a lot of now it's a it's like reddit you get a lot of conspiracy theories and oh. um nativist rhetoric and misogynist like the mras go heavy on go hard on dc uh dc inside nowadays um wow so yeah the reason why it's my hit replay it would have been crime and it would have been jim um, there are so many songs on Nowitzki that I would have done, but Trippy has lived in my head rent-free since he dropped it as a single last January. Um, it's produced by a UK-based beat maker named Kay McCurdy, and the album version of this song features Top Dog Entertainment and Chicago native Lance Skywalker. Per the producer, this track is a Tyler the Creator, Brent Fayez type beat, when I listen to it, I could easily see this being something that native the Native Tongues Collective would have flowed on back in the day. And the reason why I say this is a dis, um, it's basically Benjino declaring that, you know what, I'm good and y'all got it. <laughs> um, basically, he's saying, I'm fine over here. I'm doing what I have to do. Like, there's a line where he says, I'm like Samsado, which Samsado is the best one of the best selling bottled water brands that you can buy in any convenience store and he's saying like y'all were looking down on me when I left and I'm still out here selling light hotcakes so I'm good um it sounds like he doesn't name drop but it does sound like the shots are for the key the quiet and Illionaire records and on the original version or the single version from that he released last January he declares at the end of the song that you know all that trend chasing shit is over with. I'm not copying. No, um, I'm not copying and I'm not trend chasing anymore. I'm just doing me from this point forward. It's interesting that he has to say that <laughs> publicly. Like he can't just do it. He has to put it in a song. Like is maybe this is him manifesting. Yeah. Well, is it real? Unless if you've told people on social media. Well, like here's... Yeah, to <laughs> this is one of the things about hip hop is basically... You can say stuff off, like one of the things that the elders in hip hop in America would say is like, if you got a problem with somebody, put that shit on wax. Um, <laughs> as we saw like last week, people did. And he, it's very, it's also very humble. It's basically just him. It's a return to form because it is like a jazz rap type song. But he's kind of saying, you know, I return to my true self, which is like a chill layback guy. And I'm doing fine. I'm making numbers. I'm still selling records. And y'all seem to be struggling. Now, when he dropped the song, we didn't, The this was kind of a rumor going around Korea, the Korean hip hop community, but Ducky in 2021 leaves Korea and joins, uh, comes to the United States. And the rumor was that he was doing that to dodge being charged with tax evasion. <laughs> um, hmm. We never did, or at least I never saw anything about 
any of that coming out, but there was a lot of stuff that went down and he does take aim in the Korean and English lyrics at whoever. Cause like he doesn't name drop, but the way the, t- the time once more news started coming out and he left Illionaire and goes to BANA stuff kind of two and two kind of got put together by a lot of folk. I, I just find the song ironic. Um, just, you know, the, the fact that he has to put it out there. Uh, is almost defeating the purpose of saying what you're trying to be, but okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, but <laughs> this is this is a that is a tentative hip hop. It's like you know, it's a. I mean, it, it was really kind of mellow, you know, like it was really pretty chill for this track, and like I think Peter pointed out that there's just there's no obvious hook. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just a long right? verse. Just, yeah. Rap after rap after rap. Yeah. yeah. So I think it was tough for me to listen to, not because it's bad or anything. It's just, uh, you know, after a while you get trained, right? And mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, I think it was just a little hard for me to follow. If that well, you, you need yeah. to either know Korean or like see the lyrics as you're yeah. hearing that, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's a lot better, of course, if you know the language. Yeah, right. it's definitely more along the lines of a cypher type song. Like there's a, there is a hook that he repeats at the beginning and the end of the song, but it kind of, it's like a, cyphers are definitely like a spoken word where it doesn't right. go back to a chorus. So yeah, if you haven't listened to hip hop, either in Korean or English, that's probably going to, or whatever language, that's probably going to be hard for people to follow. But I think y'all should check it out anyway. <laughs> there you go. Maybe have the genius uh, Korea lyrics up while you, while you listen to it. Oh yeah, you have to. It, but they're not on Genius Korea. Oh they, what? They, well, they they have it, but they don't have the English translation. You have to go to a different site. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Think, yeah. We're gonna give our uh, friends over there a hard time about that. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll I'll move us along. So my hit replay. Um, I guess we were deciding between various options on like before this episode, and we landed on the song with the super weird wonky lyrics, brought to you by another other than Jen So Young um, for G Idol's Life. All right, so uh, if you don't already know, uh, Yoja Idol is a girl group from Cuba Entertainment. It used to be a sextet until Sujin left the group in 2021. And uh, I, I think this is really funny that this made the Wikipedia entry for the group. But uh, quoting it verbatim, unlike most K-pop groups, Yoja Idol are directly involved in the creation of their music. In particular, Soyeon, who has written and produced the majority of the group's songs. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I think like if I had to sum up G Idol songs and like in a single emoji, it'd be the wonky face because their English lyrics are so weird. And like nonsensical, but I think uh, people have come to like it. Like you know, with their song Queen Card last year, you know my my boob and butt are are, are fly, but like which boob? 
You know, like, <laughs> like is, it, is it the left boop or the right boop? Who knows? It's important. Yeah. So I think we, we kind of had that with this new song by G. Idol, um, Maria G. Idol, um, the song Wife. So it has lyrical genius, such as, <laughs> I cook my cream soup, tastes Coco Loco. I clean your room. It's so twinkle, twinkle. Um, and then, uh, I don't know. It, it's just really weird lyrics. Want me your, want me your wife. But she is, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> And like lyrically, like you can maybe, you know, interpret and get what she's trying to say here. Like your room is so sparkly clean. And uh, you want me to be your wife, uh, but she is fine or something. I don't. I don't know. But <laughs> anyway, it, it's really silly. It, it's a really, really silly song. Um, I just like it for the mm, 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 and uh, and the hip hop beat. And like, I know a lot of people have been like hating this about the song, but I actually love the, this fact about the song. But it's like barely over two minutes. It's like two minutes, and, like ten seconds. <laughs> And like that, that's how pop songs should be. Like if you, if you don't have more to add, you know, to the conversation, <laughs> just, just, just quit while you're ahead. <laughs> so yeah. And, and Super Lady, by the way, like they, they, they put a hell of a lot of production work and, and music video, um, like visual effects into, but that song is super lame and uninspired. What's quirky and weird is uh, Soyeon's wife. And that's my hit replay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's a fun MV too. Yeah. So, like last episode, we didn't we didn't talk about it in hit replay, but we talked about it when it came out. Uh, and we discussed the verses versus the like the verses have a lot more aside from the chorus. Um, wait, 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 which song? Wife or or wife. Uh, Super Lady? Okay, wife. Yeah. The the lyrics are. There's a lot of hinting on what kind of activity we're talking about in both verses. Wait, 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 wait. I, I totally missed this. What activity? Um, so there's um the verse refers to eating and um wiping your mouth. <laughs> um, and I made it just for you. And then like the second verse is I dance for you like a mermaid in the ocean. And like it's it's very I'm not. We were trying to figure out if it was intentional, or are we actually hinting at sensuality in this in these verses? But but what 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 would be what would be implied here? Like I, I hold on a second. Dense, but like what what is implied by a mermaid? I don't know. <laughs> it just, it actually just reminds me of um, some of the like stereotypical broken English, if that makes sense. Like. In like Full Metal Jacket or whatever, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I can see why you could get the impression that they're talking about. Well, okay. So I'm, I'm looking it up on Genius Career right now. And uh, the, the Genius Annotation says, Wife tells the story of a traditional housewife serving her husband and seemingly treating him like a man child. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the song is a satirical take on traditional gender roles that once used to consider women 
to be only useful after after they were married, but making heavy use of provocative innuendos. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. Idol also mock the overtly sexual male gaze and indirectly touch on the objectification of women. Okay, so they really are trying to say something profound mm-hmm. with that. And they uh, they further drive that home in the video because I brought this up where they dance, but they don't sing. So I'm pretty sure that's hinting at the Korean wives are to be seen and not heard. Interesting. Because they don't they don't lip sync at all in the video. And they're very oh, that co- is fascinating. And yeah. they're very covered up. Yeah. They're very they're bad the clothes are baggy. It's not it's nowhere near as it's kind of I kind of see where they were going with wife and super lady because they're so covered up and they don't sing or lip sync at all in that video. And then super super lady it's tight, short, Mugler bodysuits long hair and just being powerful and like, yeah, the song kind of fell flat, but that was the foil. Super lady is the foil for wife. Oh, I like the song even more now. Yeah. And sorry. And just to wrap up the last sentence from uh genius Korea, they, they write, um, the song is also highlighting the importance of the women in the relationship while also illustrating how this type of relationship dynamic is a one-sided one and only benefits the man. Mm. So. Snaps where snaps are due, I believe, is what the young people say now. <laughs> no? <laughs> Joe's like, please stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not wait, that. So wait, 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 wait. So while, while I've got you guys on, on this topic, what? why the green hair? What does that mean? The green hair, I have no idea. Because I was wondering if it had something to do with the way Korean women wear their hair after they get married, but Korean women don't wear their hair that short anymore. At least, Hmm. you know, they wear their hair long or uh, after you hit a certain age, you get that perm. (laughs) Um, I think it was just... I'm at that age. (laughs) But you're cool. That's the thing. That's that's the difference. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was just to play off the album cover or the single cover. Oh, mm. wow, Joe! You're making me like the song for the actual right, proper reasons. Yeah, right, and, and not like the stupid, nonsensical ones. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, it totally gave me Kesha vibes. So I was like, uh, well, see, the funny thing is, Kesha, Kesha did the same. Even though we have to look at her music through a different lens now because of right the the, produ- the allegations, allegations. The, the producer, but yeah, her music did the same thing. It was silly and nonsensical, but if you dug down, she was actually, oh, she was writing, writing. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. she was subverting, flipping it. Yep. Okay. Well, let's move on, guys, if if that works for you guys. Um, All right. So um, kpopdances.com, every week they they update with the most popular covered K-pop songs on the internets. Um, So um, just to read off the top 10 coming at number 10 we've got rises love 119 or 119 i don't i don't know how you say it um next we've got g idol super lady predictably they're up there at eight we have nmix dash number seven we've got itsy's born to be that's still on the list uh no surprise at's crazy form we've got vivi's maniac still up there well seraphim perfect night baby monster batter up and then second place we got itsy's untouchable Actually, I'm surprised to see Untouchable that high up there. And you guys want to guess what's number one? 
Um, well, I'm not surprised about Untouchable being up there because that is a jam. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm going to say going off the last three, four weeks, it's still going to be Espa's drama. Ding, ding, oh, ding. You are song. correct. That's it. That's such a good song. Is it though? I mean, it's it, a, oh my it's God. A okay what song. are you talking it's, about? I, I mean, I, it's good, but I don't think it's great. No, every time it comes on my Spotify, like playlist or whatever, and you know, not the one I made, right? But like you just, just listening to Spotify, I'm like, what is that song? The song's so good. And I look every time it's Espa's drama. <laughs> yeah, it's not very on brand for them. I think the best part of that song is, is just honestly the, um, the deep sense that they've got in the very intro. Mm. I, I, I cannot make it with my mouth, but you, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, yeah, it's a good song and it mashes up really well with, um, I'll say, uh, oh my God, what's the name? Baby Monsters uh, Batter Up. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those two songs were made to go together. That's a pro tip, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so hot issue or how you think that you want to share or gush about, um, I'll go first. So for me, um, I've, uh, completed this, uh, recent census survey for Bay Area K-pop fans. We got, um, 460 respondents and, um, some really interesting insights, uh, was revealed, uh, through the survey. So, um, oh, can I, can I share one of them? Um, yes, please. Her. I, I mean, what's interesting to see in this census is just like, you know, what generations are popular among the fans, uh, where everyone's located, um, how much they're willing to spend on merch, tours, concerts, and uh, which uh, K-pop, local K-pop events and, and mm-hmm. retailers and stuff that they're going to. Um, but in addition to that, there is also um, a, a section for like ranking, you know, favorite groups. So of Bay Area K-pop fans, here, let me, I'm just pulling it up on my end right now. Oh, by the way, like Gen 3 is like everyone's favorite generation by a huge margin, which I was really surprised to see. Okay. So you want to guess who the top three favorite groups are for the Bay Area? Oh, probably like what, BTS, Stray Kids, 80s? Yeah. Joe, you want to take a guess? I was going to say BTS, Blackpink, and... Who's the third? I'll go out on a limb and say Monster X for since it's Gen Three. That's oh, yeah. that's true. Gen Three, you said Gen Three. Well, Gen Three is the most popular, and and certainly there were a lot of armies who filled out this response, this uh, survey. But you know, surprisingly, once one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. BTS was only number seven on the no. most popular uh, groups in the Chim-cha? top three. <laughs> right? Yeah, coming in at number three, it was actually seventeen. Uh, oh, number two, okay, twice, yeah. yes. twice. We we the, the gays and the straights both love twice, <laughs> and then uh, number one. I was really surprised by this, but it's La Seraphim. Oh, okay, really? yeah. And then so number four is over TXT. Yeah, over new jeans. Number four was Tomorrow by Together, um, oh, and number them. five was Stray Kids, mm. and number six is New Jeans. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I thought that was really interesting just seeing Wait, that. Wait, so if everyone and like Blackpink wanted... is like way down there, which I mean, which is also no a little music. surprising. Right. Like EXO and IU and ITZY and XG are all above Blackpink. 
I mean, Shiny was also above Blackpink. That uh, listen, that NCT AT is above Blackpink. That they li- have music though. That limited mu- that yeah. limited music release thing is going. It, it came back to bite them in the tail. <laughs> Unfortunately, well, you can only release so much music when you're an Instagram model. Yeah, I didn't say that. Yeah, I just want y'all to know. Virginia said that. <laughs> I, I guess one other interesting, universally interesting finding from the survey is that like uh, there is a question here, like, hey, what influenced your, your decision to attend a, like a local K-pop event? And like by like a ridiculously huge margin, there were two things that influenced everyone, which maybe is no brainer. It's like distance from home, and then also like what daytime of the week that event is. Mm. Um, but the question or the variable of if idols or industry representatives will be there. In other words, like, will you see idols on site? That actually was not important to a lot of people. What was far more important to respondents was just a chance to meet other K-pop fans and if they can buy K-pop merch and the music and if it was less than $20 to attend. Dude, that's so wholesome. Yeah. Yeah, which makes me feel good. Like, I, I, I don't need, like, this toxic parasocial, like, cult fandom stuff. I don't know. Maybe you still get a little bit of that. But like, you know, you don't need people fighting over each other, like climbing on top of each other to be like, you know, idol, witness me. Like, you know, you don't need to be seen by your idol. I don't think that's what's driving a lot um, of... The- I'm sorry. I want to be perceived by Min Yoongi in in every part of my body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, that's okay. no. Okay. I don't like. I I love all of my favorite music mus, musicians and artists, but I do not want to be. Don't want you to know I exist at all. What? Yeah, I'm. I'm good not being known. No, by like my if Beyonce, idols. like, I, like yeah. if Beyonce or Monster X knew I existed, I'd have to literally delete any type of social media because y'all know how people are. Okay, fair, fair. I didn't. I just. I just notice me, senpai. No, I I'm, the I'm, don't. Please don't notice me at all. i like. Well, I don't want other people to notice me, right? Like, I don't. I don't need that sort of drama in my life, right? But, you know, we could be low key. <laughs> we we could creep. We could creep and be and be social. Right? <laughs> wow. Friendship okay, on the creep, on the QT. Hey, we could be a sneaky link. A sneaky, a, a sneaky link friendship. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm married. I get it. That's cool. Where, where do you even have the time for that stuff, Virginia? I, I, I can't even think about it. Like, I don't know. We're writers. Well, you have you more know. children than I do. We're writers. <laughs> writers are very. Like you'd be astounded by the stuff that comes up in our heads over the course of a 24 hour period. And I'll just leave it there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. People just need to clear my Google search if I die. <laughs> They'll be like, she's crazy. Okay. Moving on. Joe, what, what's your how you thing? Hit replay. Hot issue. Or not hit replay. Hot issue. <laughs> so my hot issue is uh, rapper and singer Thabin formerly known as DPR Live, sues his uh, announced that he is suing his former label DPR, as well as their subsidiaries, as well as former CEO Scott Kim for playing with his money. Um, 
So last January, the former CEO of DPR, Scott Kim, resigned for unknown reasons. Late last year, Dobbin announced that he was uh, actually in at the end of the summer, Dobbin announced that he was taking time off from DPR activities to do his own thing and announced the release of his first non-DPR release, the EP Giggles. Um, on that uh, release, he does go in on one of his freestyle tracks about uh, one of his bro- one of his brothers who backstabbed him and ran off with the church's money to quote Red Fox. <laughs> um, and last week or two weeks ago, there's footage of him either performing at a club either in London or in Seoul, where he just basically goes off and says, fuck Rim with his whole chest and come to find out um, before, actually even before then, earlier in January, we find out that Scott Kim allegedly um, stole money from DPR over the course of this tour. On the 30th of January, he announces that he's suing DPR, Dream Perfect Regime, Regime International, and another one of their corporations, as well as Scott Kim. Um, The next day, he releases the first episode of his docuseries called Searching for Giggles, where he basically says uh, it starts. The first episode starts at the finale of the Regime Tour, which took place over 2023. um, And the finale concert was in Seoul. And he says... I know that the person that he doesn't refer to Scott Kim. He just says, I know that the person that I'm mad at is going to be here. And the thing that's motivating me to go through with this performance is murderous rage. Um, Like he says, I knew if I saw this person and got my hands on him, I would murder him. (laughs) Um, Which, my goodness, like stop playing with folk money. First of all, um, but it also goes into we see him breaking down. He has always been vocal about his anxiety disorder and how he gets panic attacks. And we're seeing him struggling to breathe backstage. He's on oxygen. He's breaking down. And Ian and Cream are like by his side. And there is a part that I really loved where I don't know who Matt is. He works backstage or works for them. Um, and he says, hey, yo, Matt, I'm going to need you to speak life into me right quick, not to use church, <laughs> not to get real churchy. But that's basically he's like, I need encouraging words before I go on stage and do this. Um, mm. But and I know he he and Ian and Cream said it's all good between us. But now that we got lawsuits, like I'm trying to figure out how do you come to like I'm. it's I, once you sue somebody. To me, that just kind of means that the relationship is over. Um, yeah, well, of, of course. I mean, at that point, you're you're losing, you're spending a lot of money in order to reclaim something. So it means you're not going to get that thing, but you're you're giving a lot of money. You're both giving a lot of money to a third party to to settle a dispute. And so, yeah. according to Soul Therapy, who uh, is a UK-based Korean hip-hop and R&B uh, news source. They say between seven, 2017 
In 2022, Dobbin earned around $4 million, yet he's said to have gotten only 8% of his profits or about $320,000. Run me my money, and I understand why he said he wanted to kill that man because I make over almost $4 million and I only get $320,000. Yeah, it's if. And if you had to pay taxes on top of that $320,000, yeah. yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So best of luck to that Ben and hoping that the guys can pull through because I know Ian had a lot of plans for Cream and Live because he's trying to build like a multiverse type of thing with DPR. But I'm at this point, I'm trying to figure out how do we give, how do we go forward after this? <laughs> well, it's tough too, right? Because um, I think... Scott Kim's name was on a bunch of DPR Ian songs. And he's like, yo, he didn't write any of this. Yeah. So. So every you owe everybody a check and a half. Yeah. Well, that, that's unfortunate. Um, <laughs> <it's really long. laughs> I, I have nothing to add to that conversation. I'm sorry. Uh, are we done or, or can we move on? Yeah, I I, that's on. about it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, take us home, Virginia. What, what's your, what's your, how you think? How well, is you? As they say, Adidas stands for all day I dream about sugar and I miss you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you like that? <laughs> so, yeah, he dropped his latest Suchita uh, episode. and I mean, even without it, I'm just like, Yungi, come back. So he'll be the last one to come back. And it makes me sad, but that's okay. All right, let's go on. <laughs> okay. Daybok or not time. So this is where uh, I'll I'll say the thing and then you say your daybok or not to that thing in however you want to interpret it. <laughs> okay. Right. So are are you guys daybok or not on Twice um, in their song I Got You, which is in a super wide letterbox resolution. Daybok. Daybok on the MV. I don't know how I feel about the song. I like it's the song. It's all in English, right? Yep. It's yeah. all in English, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I liked it. It's a yeah, it, it's a not for me. Um, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really like the song, and I feel like the music video comes close, but doesn't quite hit the magic of you know the JYP like fantasy twice make believe mm. you know reality. I like the animation at the end. Like, I thought that was pretty nice. Uh, oh, they go into the water, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think most of the, a lot of their later releases seem more mature. And I'm wondering if that's what it is. Also, this is a pre-release. This isn't the actual single. So I'm not putting too much pressure on it. Like, we might get the whimsical, typical whimsical twice theming with the actual single release. Um, or album release, but yeah, it, I, you know, it's, I've needed some twice. So I got twice though. That's why it's Daybok for me. Yeah. It, it does have that, um, really high BPM beat that I feel like I get with a lot of twice songs. Like when I'm DJing K-pop nights and I'm like somewhere in the 150, 160 BPM range, you look at what songs you can play in that same uh, space and it more often than not ends up being like 
what is it? The Is Son a Gay song? Um, what, what, is, what is it? Heart Shaker. There we go. That's mm-hmm. the name of the song. Twice is Heart Shaker. Or uh, what else? I don't know. Signal. If you're going really fast, if you like close to 200 beats per minute. But like, I, I don't know. It, it's uh, it's on theme for Twice, but I, I just don't like the song. Okay. Um, are you Daybuck or not on IU's uh, Escape from Cube Entertainment? <laughs> <laughs> uh, music video uh, Love Wins All Daybuck mm-hmm. Daybuck Yeah it's it's not for me I, I don't know Like it, it, it's it's Like don't get me wrong Peter's I completely understand mm-hmm. Like the, the, the Symphonic like Harmony Like is the perfect Like canvas And frame For IU's Spectacular vocals But like It, it is like So ballady ballad And that's not my Jamming K-pop I, I do like the, I like I like the story of like you know they're they've gone 80s with uh, you know they're trying to fight the establishment of Cube Entertainment and then they they also find the discarded clothes from the BTS Spring Day music video. Um, it's actually a it's a, apparently it's an actual Holocaust thing. Oh, it's a real thing. Yeah, it's like a it references an art installation. It's about this about is the, the DC. In Washington D.C., the, or something um, like that, the because Holocaust like, Memorial. Yeah, because yeah. it's like supposed to represent all the people who have died mm-hmm. in the Holocaust. But yeah, so no, I, I this is like saying. all the people who have like died to like slave contracts by Cube Entertainment. Is that what it is mm. trying to show me? Uh, here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but <laughs> I no, I, I see what you're coming from because it, when I first heard it. Obviously, I saw I saw it with the MV, which just sobbed uh, because I'm, yeah. And then I watched it again like an idiot, um, also sobbed again. Uh, but I I didn't know whether I liked the song because of the MV or whether the song itself was okay. You know what I mean? But I, I had it on like repeat all weekend and stuff. It was it was really I I think I enjoyed that sort of cheesy ballad type of thing from IU, but like. It has to be a certain type, and I think this is that type. Hmm. Okay, really quick. What, what what's y'all's like favorite IU song? Oh, now every single IU song has just flitted out my brain because he asked me. She's had a lot of good stuff, but you know, like I, I like her OGs, like you know, Good Day and, and whatnot, where she like really pushed like the boundaries of like what's humanly possible on like a vocal scale. Mm. Um, but for me, it's uh, Last Night's Story. The, yes, like the the sixties, late sixties. It's like a French rock. It's like a French, yeah, a French rock, sixties yeah, French, right. French rock sound. Yeah, yeah, I love that. It's the, that, was that, really fun. that one, and it's a song from her Japan, her first Japan uh, release. I can't remember the title of it, but it's uh, produced by. Terry Lewis and Jimmy Jam, who like, all you got to say is Terry Lewis and Jimmy Jam, and I'll listen to it automatically just because, <laughs> like, I grew up on Prince and Morris Day and the time in them. So, like, the fact that I, you and them were able to make something, I was just like, I don't know how this works, but it does. So, I'll post the song title in the Slack when I remember it. <laughs> Virginia, do you, do you have a... I don't. The only thing that comes to mind is eight, but that's only because 
Oh, sugar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a good one. I, I play that song sometimes at BTS events just because of the the sugar feature. But yeah, oh, I'm sorry, IU fans. <laughs> yeah, hey, Beep if I can make everyone one. like, yeah, that, that's another good one. Um, but I, I just want to make everyone uncomfortable and angry for a minute. Like, like I'm going to remind you all that um, there is a teaser music, like a music video teaser for IU's song Jam Jam. And it looks really good based off of the, like the teaser. You see her like making a jam, and then uh, at one point you see her running in slow motion away from like a hurdling sandwich with jam on it. <laughs> and there, there was going to be a music video for this song, and it just never came. Oh, this is your so, Roman Empire. I'll, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Basically, I use Jam Jam. I, I would revise my favorite song by IU and say it's Jam Jam. That's that's my favorite song by her. Yeah, we never got a music video for. Um, by the way, uh, IU was also, hang on, where did she rank on the Bay Area K-pop list? You said she, she was, was like six or something? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. 16. Okay, 17, which I don't know, maybe sounds low, but it's actually pretty high if you look at the great number of K-pop groups. Plus, like, you've got Jungkook and BTS in that list above her. So like, you know, I think that's cheating a little bit, but like, you know, IU is still really popular. Like, you know, more popular than Blackpink. Or, uh, (laughs) who else? More popular than EXO or Red Velvet. So, or even Suga, actually Suga, IU was above Suga. I mean, she has more solo songs than Suga. That makes sense. Yeah, and she's like the top-grossing singer in South Korea, right? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's just like a juggernaut. Like, you, I don't, I don't have any problem with this. Like, <laughs> she's yeah. so pretty. And- like I said, yeah. we had some people were kind of apprehensive on the last episode about if she could sell her uh, American tour dates. I think she won't have a problem with that. Maybe yeah, they're they're arenas though. They're not like. Stadiums. Yeah, they're, they're big. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, uh, uh, I, yeah, I hear what you're saying, though. Uh, sure, yeah. So, I think arena is is worth noting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, are you guys J-Block or not? On I use the winning concept photos. Just while we're on the topic of IU, it was sure. nice. It was yeah. It was like a a W or a Vogue shoot, continuing in that theme of. The concept photos for a K-pop album have nothing to do with the actual album content <laughs> itself. Um, like you know, I don't get a hint of anything that's coming up. So yeah, but she looks great. Be all over the place, but it, it almost feels like an advertisement for like a uh, clothing retail brand. Honestly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it. Okay, so are you guys or not? So uh, I mean, they're just pretty. Mm-hmm. You know. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, Let's I, be positive. I don't know. I'm, I'm not because I, I like the silliness of, of Jam Jam. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not going to let that one go. Okay. Peter's um, like not debug on like so many things today. Well, I've got at least you guys to be debug. So not everyone hates the show. Um, okay. Are you guys debug or not on the Seraphim's easy concept photos? Sure. So, debug. They look. This one as, yeah, as, a, as a millennial, as a black millennial, this is hitting me in the hard in the feels because this all looks like um 
the baby fat ads that I used to see in Ebony and Jet magazine. Also, like K-pop, considering that baby fat was like the pinnacle of ghetto fabulous fashion, I don't know why y'all have not contacted the black Korean queen oh, Kimora Lee to come and like she would eat this type of thing up and the La Seraphim pictures it's like already there's like a Vaseline filter we got the boots we got the early 2000s ghetto fabulous light type of outfits yeah. it's only only thing that's missing is that baby fat Motorola just like, oh, like uh, a phone, like a like phone. an accessory. Yeah. So like back in the day, for those of you all that are under the age of so-and-so, <laughs> um, Baby Fat had a collaboration with Motorola where like every year there would be a Baby Fat edition of their top selling phone or their premier phone. So like the first year it was the Motorola flip brick that it was like cushioned with rhinestones on it with the Baby Fat logo. The next year, it was the Baby Fat Sidekick. And then the last year of the collaboration was the Baby Fat Razor. That's what I'm getting from these concept photos. So they're, Daybok for me, they're really cute. Wait, but the Motorola Baby Fat collaborations, those were like modern, but designed to look retro, right? Like they weren't actually in the early 2000s, right? Well, it was mid to that mid to late two thousands. It was like two thousand three, oh, oh, two thousand five. So it started okay, okay, yeah. okay. Never mind. No, then. they did bring it out. A bring they did do like a new version last year. A baby fat that, retro that's what phone. Was me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but got it. I'm referring to the original. Wow. Yeah, but that's what the, that's what these are giving me. So Daybok is is really cute. Uh, how, how do I even ask this? Um, Joe, what, what, what do you think of, um, uh, what do you even call it? Uh, like there's been a couple photos here where, oh, you, where the, the bandana. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a do-rag. It's a bandana. I could do without it. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it's not the name of it, but like, uh, the actress Tashina Arnold, she had these bandanas that were like bedazzled, and it was like a. We called my aunties and older cousins called it a rag. It wasn't a do rag, but it was basically like a silk scarf that you tied around your head in a certain way. That's what this is like. I said, noting the baby fat feel of this photo shoot, y'all probably could have did something different. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting. I'm just looking at all these photos as a whole, and um, obviously very Y2K, but uh, like expensive Y2K, like you know what whatever was expensive. You know, like usually when we think of Y2K, I think we think of a lot of like plastic trinkets and like disposable junk. But I don't know. This seems like more of an upscale version of Y2K, which is, and it, <laughs> which is why I brought up the baby fat because there was one thing yeah. that one thing about Kamora Lee. And her designs for baby fat or her vision for baby fat at the time was it was going to be hood, but it was going to be hood and expensive <laughs> as mm. as evidenced by baby fat getting prime select or prime time slots at Paris Fashion Week. Um, OK, so, yeah, so high fashion. Yeah, it was high, it was hood, but it was high fashion. Yeah, that, that that's interesting. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious how this is going to sit next to um, Itzy and XG. Uh, yeah. Concept wise, audio wise, 
Okay, because Daybuck are not on it. Yeah. I'm, you know, Daybuck yeah. for the overall, but not for the head headgear. Yeah. <laughs> not, uh, yeah. Not for yeah, the bandana. Yeah. I think I'm Daybuck overall on it. Um, okay, are you guys Daybuck or not on Moonbeal's Starlet of the Muse um, concept photos and teasers? She had a, uh, what, what do you call this? Um, a concept film to go no, along cool. with it. Yeah. Daybuck. I liked it. Mm. Mm. I'm gonna I just say, like her though. I think I like. I love. Yeah, Moon, I like her too. I love Moonbule. I love Mama Moo. But at the same time, there's this weird thing that happens where the teasers don't really grab me. I think the only one was the one where Solar was debuting her pole dancing skills. <laughs> but it's it's <laughs> okay. usually the it's usually the music and the video and the performances. Nothing before that really grabs me about. And this is kind of. For somebody of Moonbeal standing, I'm expecting a little bit more, I guess. It seems understated, too understated to me. So not it's a not for me. Yeah, it's not for me. It's just a little too out there. I don't I don't know. I think I was trying to be a little <laughs> too artsy. Like I, don't get me wrong. I I really love Moonbeal. I love her concept and her sound, generally speaking. Um, especially when she's wearing more masculine, sharper, narrower outfits. Mm-hmm. I think that that's like a really good look for her. And she's got a couple of that in these teasers here. But if it's like, I don't know, an album where she's like, let me show you the real me. It's like, okay. Like, I, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to like it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I am like super positive today. I no, don't know I'm glad. I'm on. glad you are, Virginia. Okay. Are you guys Jaybuck or not on Blitzer's auditioning for Britain's Got Talent? I mean, that's weird, right? Aren't they like an actual group? They are an actual group. Um, we interviewed them once, actually, in, in person. And yeah, they. it is interesting that they're on the... They're auditioning or they're performing? They're auditioning. We don't know. The only thing that we know for sure is that they were at the auditions um, and featured in the Britain's Got Talent uh, Instagram for it. And it's not. it's not completely unheard of because... Travis Japan, one of the top selling groups from Johnny's, the beleaguered Johnny's Entertainment in Japan um, in 2022, came to L.A. and they auditioned and became uh, a regular act on America's Got Talent. So it's not completely unheard of. I think who, who, uh, what record label are they with? Is it KQZ? Oh, that's a good question. No, I I think it's different. Um, they're by Wuzo Entertainment. Okay. I think they saw the reception that Travis Japan got from their time on America's Got Talent and said, maybe this will work for us. See, here's the thing. I'm cool. I think it's Debak if they're like performing. You know what I mean? Like, like when BTS was on America's Got Talent or whatever, right? Like, that's cool. You're 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 performing. I don't think if they're auditioning, then I don't think it's Debak because who the fuck is this? Like why why do we have to they're an actual group already. Why do we have to like try and curry like fucking UK's whatever like mediocre people to like approve of them? You know what I mean? Like, no. Mm-hmm. That's that's crap. Like they're legit already professionals. I mean, I don't know anything about about them, but like if they're already debuting, like why the fuck are we 
catering, pandering or like, why do we need Britain's like, okay, if that makes sense, you know, like, although I, had, I, like, I understand where Virginia is coming from, but I also had the same feeling about G soul going on the voice Korea. I was just like, this is G soul, literally the voice. Right. But and you're at, like you're I understand you're a professional and everything, but why do we have to act like and the, I guess I don't want to sound disrespectful to all the other people that go on these shows because pretty much everybody that goes on, aside from the people that are auditioning to be bad and have their like five minutes of fame, pretty much everybody that's gone on America's Got Talent or Britain's Got Talent um, for the most part is professional or they're practicing whatever their talent is, like whatever their field is in be it music, magic, et cetera, they've been working in that field for a long time. I like I definitely think that the yeah, studio they heads are the, their rights. Yeah. yeah like this one that you're both saying is like these guys have, have uh jumped through the hoops. They've they've already, yeah. you know, proved themselves. But I think they saw what happened with Travis Japan Travis Japan and the bump that they got. Cause like Travis sure. Japan's music, which was big for J J pop because their music went crazy once they uh once johnny's uploaded their music to western platforms so yeah i i think they're just looking to get on this just like you'd get get on shark tank you don't necessarily try to get on the show or shark tank necessarily for the funding as you are looking for pr um mm-hmm. so same thing here i think it's very funny that all the comments on the instagram post are like what are blitzers doing here? And like multiple <laughs> people are like, why are blitzers here? Like blitzers being here was not on my 2024 keep up bingo card. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Um, why is blitzers here? Hello. <laughs> These comments are so funny. Okay. Uh, so yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I'm dead like if it ends up working for them, I guess. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. Are you guys uh, dead back or not on Ion? If I'm saying her name correctly, returning to Baby Monster when Papa YG said, like, you know, this was actually a part of his plan and uh, she's going to be recording with the group. I mean, I I kind of figured she was coming back because, you know, I don't trust young Hyun Suk any further than I could throw him. So <laughs> that was, just, I kind of hated the way that they did that. I was just like, why are we, you want dramatics to sell your group? But if this was going to be it the whole time, you could have just left her there. So, like, I day back, I guess. I, I guess I don't really know the controversy. Like, yeah, well, wise. was there a controversy? I mean, I thought it I was just, know. I thought it was just on the YouTube show. He just like eliminated her out of nowhere. Uh, and and I think she was, from what I understand, and I could be wrong on this. Uh, she was a, uh, you know, on her uh, what, what do you call it? Like a, a lead pick, like you know. Oh. People were liking her, and uh, and so she was kind of removed, kind of out of the blue. And, and Jay, you know, for YG to say later, like, just kidding, you know, is, I think uh, what's kind of irritating everyone. Um, I'm not going to say who, but I, I've heard through the grapevine that people internally at YG were kind of like, what? <laughs> you mean she's back in now? Like, I, it sounds like internally people didn't know. Mm. So, yeah. Okay, so um, I don't know. I I don't. I I, I guess I'm I'm uh, 
I'm Dibok on her coming back. I don't know. I mean, Dibok for her, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You're good for Baby Monster. Although their song, uh, Stuck in the Middle, really sucks. I, I, I hate that song. <laughs> oh, Sorry. you really do. Uh, you are uh, not one for the ballads. No, uh, I guess I'm not. No. Or or when like, especially if there's a ballad and then in like the third chorus, like, they, they like pitch it up a half step. Uh, in, in key, and then they like, repeat it. Yeah, that, that, that is the worst. <laughs> Uh, How do you even stand listening to Asian music? Isn't like the isn't like I was like my that that well, third like, act, I just I just mix out before it gets to the third chorus. Like, I just that third act modulation is like yeah. a foundation of of Asian ballads. No, I I just and pretend Christian it doesn't music. exist. No, it, it yes. like no. I, I'm I'm so glad that the songs I play do not do that. <laughs> I actually like to the second chorus. I liked it. I don't, I couldn't tell you what it sounded like at all. So I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Are you, anyway, are you going to stay back or not on uh, Anyon returning to Baby Monster? Sure. Why yeah. not? Okay. All right. Are you guys stay back or not on Jesse leaving more vision? So this is uh, J.Y. Parks. No. I'd, yeah. I'd say it's more of a WTF. <laughs> right? Than a, like, I mean... Say what we want about, say what you will about like Jay Park. I feel like at least his label's not bad, right? Like, you know, and uh, like she's leaving like really quickly, right? And then Mm -hmm. um, she left P Nation. So at first I thought she left P Nation because, you know, Sai is supposed to be like a notorious for being like, a perfectionist and so yeah people end up with like stuff in the vaults forever right um but now i'm like maybe it's not mm-hmm. him. yeah i don't know um so just remind everyone um in uh what was it um jesse signed with more vision in april of 2023 and in december there were rumors of there being discord between jesse and, and the label um and then both Sides denied the report saying that there was no discord. And then in, you know, just a month, two months later, they 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 terminate the contract. So that that's kind of the history. I I would also theorize that like it's not Jesse necessarily hating more vision as much. I think she she might be having like a soul searching moment following mm-hmm. gum. Mm-hmm. And I, I think maybe she's trying to find herself. That's true. Yep. I mean, she did say that she was feeling bad about like how some of her stuff was like she didn't think it was appropriate for little girls or whatever who look up to her, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. and we talked when Gum came or when Peter yeah, brought yeah, it yeah. on it <laughs> as his hit replay. We were talking about something like that, and I was like, she's kind of having a because she. Um, they said it was like due to exhaustion or something, but she cut the promotion of Gum real early, and mm. then not too long after that, that was when the rumors of her potentially leaving and there being discord between her and Jay at more vision started coming up. That's when they said y'all, y'all crazy. We, it's nothing but love between us. Now we're at the end of January, beginning of February and like, yeah, it didn't work out. So. Mm. I mean, there might not be bad blood. It just might not work. No, out. No, right? it just might not have worked out. Yeah. I, I, again, I, I think like Jesse, maybe she's pretty, contemplating her career and like just where she wants to go as like you know a grown up like does she want you want to be an entertainer even yeah I mean, she wants she wants to have babies right well she better act quickly oh come on she 
I mean, didn't, wasn't she on like Bam Bam's thing for like freezing her eggs? And Bam Bam was like, how do they get sperm? Do they cut off your stuff? And you're like, Bam Bam, oh, why? Oh my God. Bam Bam, how old are you, sir? <laughs> like, what did they neglect to teach you when you became an idol? <laughs> uh, but I mean, well, would she get like a surrogate maybe? I don't know. But I, I'm, I'm just saying it, get, it gets harder and more expensive. No, it does. It does. Like, it does. I think maybe... Oh, yeah, she said she got her f- eggs frozen, right? So yeah, I'm trying to figure out maybe if she, if she just comes back as a singer versus a rapper, because I kind of hate when people say rap is for the young. Anybody can, if you are good at your craft, you can rap for however long you want to. But I think maybe she's trying to figure out how she can, you know. And Ashley said this about like um, Korean American idols or Korean people who grew up in America, how they are struggling as they get older to find support because you grew up in a place where at the older you got, there was still a market for you. And for a lot of older acts, like Korean American, unless you're like straight Korean, there's not really a lane for you. And that's kind of why we thought more vision would work. (laughs) And it turns out that it, it didn't. So best of luck to her. I mean, I, I could see her like resigning being being a, a possibility in the future too, mm-hmm. with more vision. Mm-hmm. Okay, Daybok or not? Not. Not. I, I'm 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 Daybok on Jesse doing whatever she wants to do. Okay, that's true. Oh well, that that's yeah, true. got you. Okay, all right. Are you guys Daybok or not on Chibble Baby, aka Nepo Baby? Uh, joining Teddy's new black label group. Uh, The rumors of this. uh, So, sorry. The member in question is, what what is her name? Um, She's the granddaughter of of the uh, CEO of Shinsege Group Chairman Lee Moon-ki, daughter of Chung Yu-kyung, who's the president of Shinsege's department store. Um, business, which uh, for those that don't know, Shinsege is like the Bloomingdale's of South Korea. Right. Um, uh, sorry, and, and the member is Annie Moon. Annie Moon, there we Annie go. Annie Moon, okay. Yeah. 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 I'm not going to say, I won't say not because I was a Sunny. Sunny was one of my, well, like in most of my multiple biases, I was a Sunny bias and like, Sunny is the Chayball baby, if we're going to talk about it. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of par for the course for K-pop. I mean, I, I mean, most, a lot of K-pop stars are Chayballs, or at least from wealthy families, because you have to be. Yeah. Right. Like, to pay for all the lessons and then the the trainee stuff and, like, it's travel. I, mean, I, feel, like the, yeah. I feel like the only ones that aren't, and I might be wrong about this, but the the guilt ball idols tend to not be oh yeah. at least I'm, like if you come from America or somewhere else you tend not to be a now unless somebody's lying about but anyway <laughs> yeah it's like you know car for wait, the wait, wait 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 what is sorry Joe explain it for me what 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 idols that are not like guilt ball Korean half Korean, ha- a, a Korean American or diasporic Korean. I see. 
They don't tend. They tend to come from like regular middle class, back type backgrounds in whatever country they're from. Hmm. I wonder where that is. Like, sorry, like me playing into like Western stereotypes. Is it just because like there's more opportunity for Western middle class than there is like Eastern middle class? Or I think it's probably just mm. emphasis, right? Yeah, I'm because like this is this ain't. It's one of those things where I'm kind of interested in studying. Just you know, like there te- there seems to be a class distinction between the two. I've noticed, like there are more Chabo babies from Korea versus, like if you're a Chabo baby, and I'm probably speaking out of turn, but it seems like you aren't going into you aren't becoming an idol because you're either going to school and becoming a doctor, lawyer, something, or running your parents' company over here. So, you know, this is just random stuff that bounces around my head. <laughs> okay, last two items. Um, uh, ZB1, Zero Base 1, um, swearing at the end of a fan sign thing. So evidently uh, there was a dispute between um, a fan saying that uh, Ji Wong sweared at the end of a of a fan exchange, um, and the label is saying that seems to be digitally altered media and not the real thing. So, what do you guys think? I mean, <clears throat> what would we be debunking about? Like, yeah, I think it's it's not all around. <laughs> yeah, it's dark place every way. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Cacao's hostile takeover of SM Entertainment slash will SM Entertainment exist in 2025? In name only, it's looking like... I am Daybok on SM Entertainment kicking the bucket. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. Virginia? I mean, it sucks, man. Not. (laughs) Okay. All right. Last, last item. Super crazy concert. Uh, or crazy super concert, excuse me. So the LA concert, not to be confused with Camp LA, um, has announced that it is uh, rescheduling its tour because it had heavy rains in Southern California, which, you know, for people from Los Angeles, if it drizzles a little bit, they they forget how to drive and function. But yeah, so they're they're saying it's not safe because it's raining in in Los Angeles. Daybok or not? Not because people pay good money for it, but like, what can you do? Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Beef with weather? Yeah, I I I, I think uh, the claim is highly suspect. I don't think the stadium was flooded by any means. Oh yeah, um, it would have been a pretty okay concert. But I think this is their out to cancel the concert because mm. things were not going well. Because they, they've already had, they've had rumors, right? That it wasn't going to do well or people are canceling or something. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so this was their, their excuse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why, like, why not just say we're, I feel like nobody wants to be like uh, immortal songs over the summer <laughs> um, where we kept hearing about how bad it was going to be. Not bad, but how low the tickets were selling or how slow the tickets were selling. And nobody wants to just come out and say, okay, we're either going to move to a smaller venue or we're going to cancel the... Yeah. 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 
So anyway, I think it's just funny. This this is a recurring trend of like some new unheard of group tr- creating a super concert of multiple K-pop artists and then it being fraught with issues um, because they don't know what they're doing. So anyway, I'm I'm day back and it being canceled. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that too then. Day back. Yep. For okay, canceled. let's wrap it up. So uh, where can people follow you online? People can follow me at uh, the Mandarin Mama on Twitter or Threads or Instagram, and uh, or sign up for my newsletter at mandarinmama.com. And you can find me on the K-pop Cast Slack, as well as on Instagram at journalistic Joe, journalistic J O E, all one word. Okay, and I'm at DJ Peter Lowe. You can follow me on Instagram, largely or Threads, um, and, and follow me for K-pop gigs. All right, catch y'all next time. See you guys. See you. Back it up.